0: to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This episode of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by the Story Skills Workshop, a 30-day workshop designed by best-selling author and storytelling advisor, Bernadette Dewar, together with her friend and marketing guru, Seth Godin. Stories are the way we change minds and win hearts, and telling stories with more skill and intention is the best way to make a difference. This is a workshop where you'll be working alongside creatives, educators, entrepreneurs, scientists, and other amazing humans, learning how to tell better stories and have more impact on the world. I've had the privilege of not only taking the workshop, but also working as a coach in the program and have experienced firsthand the transformational power of learning how to tell better stories. It's true to say that this podcast comes from seeing that we all have a story to tell and having an impact on the world often starts with telling our own story. The next round of the workshop starts on March 23rd and those kind and generous folks over at Akimbo have given me a link to share with you that will mean you get a 50% discount on the usual price of the program. The link will be posted in the show notes to this episode, which you can find at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can send me a direct message on Instagram at collectivewisdom and I'll let you have the link there. Thanks so much to Bernadette Seth and the team over at Akimbo for such generous support. Hello there, my collective wisdom friends, and welcome to episode 13 of the podcast, which I'm recording on a beautiful spring day here in the UK. The sunshine just always lifts my spirits, so I hope it's sunny wherever you are. And my guest today is from all the way over in Canada. Mark Dick is a great friend and colleague over at the Akimbo workshops. And as you will have heard from the beginning of this episode, if you're at all interested in especially the story skills workshop, Akimbo have been generous enough to offer me a discount to share with you all. The next round starts on March the 23rd. So if you're at all interested in exploring your story and Digging deep into your own creative side, then I would thoroughly recommend it. Mark and I have some great conversations and he shares some really lovely stories about his own passion for making bread and where that took him from learning through master bakers, building his own brick oven, and then eventually opening his own bakery. It really was just a question of using that passion as a, as a compass and seeing where it took you. He has some great insight to share around fear and how a lot of that is really in your own head and taking those steps towards what it is you fear can often help it just dissolve and you get out of your own way. So I will leave you to the conversation with Mark. And I just wanted to give a special shout out to his daughter, Robin, who is over here teaching in the UK. I know that it's been really hard, really tough on the whole family, that they haven't been able to get together for many months now. And that was totally unforeseen when Robin first took the job in the UK. So a special shout out to Robin. And I know she's doing great work over here teaching kids. And they're all hopefully back at school now. And Robin is back doing what she does best which is being back in school, teaching and inspiring the kids. So with that, I'll hand you over to Mark and our fabulous conversation. So my guest today has very kindly joined us all the way from Canada. And I'm just really thrilled to have him here because he has his own podcast and He's one of the wisest people I've had the pleasure of working with. I'm just going to introduce him with with a brief bio so you know a bit more about him before we start talking, and then we'll hear his stories. So when you think of Mark Dick, you think of people and community. After a successful career in the corporate world, Mark took a big leap with his wife, Cindy, and opened Orange Boot Bakery in his home community of Regina, Saskatchewan. Their small traditional bread bakery was known as much for its generosity, humanity and devoted customers as delicious bread and pastries. The bakery was a natural extension of Mark's people first approach to his work. Today, after a move to Vancouver Island, Mark is focused on connecting with people in slightly different ways. Through hosting the Rise Up podcast, which is a celebration of bakers, the bakeries they create and the people they serve. He's also the co-founder together with Bernadette Juwa of The Right Company, a private membership community that supports business owners, freelancers, and creative solopreneurs to do the purpose-driven work that fuels them. And as head coach of the Story Skills Workshop, he combines his tech genius together with his huge empathy and humility as a leader to bring out the best in students and coaching team alike. Mark lives and breathes his own life philosophy, learning together, sharing a laugh, urging you on. So Mark, it's a huge honor to have you here on the show and to share some of the stories and some of that profound wisdom that you bring to everything you do. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here.
1: Oh my gosh, well, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm blushing hard right now you with good. that intro. So thank, thank you for that. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's like I don't know who you're actually describing, but it's like, okay, some of the some of the points make sense. So yeah, okay. <laughs> I will I will own it. How's that?
0: Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. And so you should. So you yeah. should. So the thing that intrigues me most is this passion for bread and how it seems to have just been this kind of calling for you. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, well, well, it really was. You know, it's changed over time, but I, it'd be about, oh, 15. 15 years ago now that, that, well, and lo- longer still that I've working at a desk job, doing a very good job working for the telephone company. Like I was, I was good at it and I enjoyed it, but it was like, I was all up in my head all the time, right? Like it was all head work. You know, I was a computer programmer and then I worked in sales and marketing and stuff. And, and I just wanted to work with my hands more. And so, mm-hmm. so, that got me into bread over other kind of handwork because I'm accurate, but only up to a point. So I tried my hand at woodworking and that did not go well. <laughs> and then the thing about bread as opposed to other kind of cooking and baking is that it's alive for most of the process, right? You're working with yeast and, and this idea that it was alive and this idea that it changed with... The environment around it, like a living thing would, I just found really, really fascinating. So that's how it started as a hobby. And then the longer I was working and got more frustrated with head work, as I called it, but also you're working, you know, in this big company, you're so far removed from customers. Whereas I could bake a loaf of bread and share it with somebody and I could look them in the eye and say, okay, you know, they really like this. And you could, you know, and you could, you could get that, that little rush of, of good feelings every time you shared something that you made and that became sort of the genesis to say like oh maybe this is something that i can do every day and it's a legitimate profession to you know bake bread and and sell it to people and be able to talk with them and stuff so so when we when we made the leap and opened the bakery it was it was really try to try and capture that to try and capture that feeling of 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 com- well of community but but just that that feeling of joy that you know people are excited by this thing that you made yeah like they, like they weren't with a cell phone plan right
0: <laughs> not so much <laughs> and how did you approach that sort of moment of was it was it a transition that you had to take step by step or did you just overnight go boom oh, I'm gonna do we, this
1: well yeah we, we leapt but but it took Oh, eight years. I think like, like from the, from the first time of, okay, I think this is something that I want to do. I remember it was like 2004. We took family vacation to drive out to British Columbia so I could learn how to build a brick oven. Uh, And that was the workshop. And, you know, Cindy and the kids who were little, you know, would do day trips while I was building this oven with this thought of that was how the bakery would be. I'd have this wood fired oven and I'd bake for people. And, and from that, to opening up our own retail bakery that did not have a brick oven or anything like it. It was 2011, January, 2011, when we opened Orange Boot Bakery. So, you know, that's about seven or eight years in there. And, and, and there were steps along the way. Like I went to San Francisco to the San Francisco baking Institute for another set of annual vacation to to learn the craft a bit more. Every time Cindy and I ever traveled, we would go to a, whatever town we were in we'd go to the bakery and we'd scope it out and we'd, we'd try and see what they were doing and and you know take pictures of the stuff we liked and oh maybe our dream place will be like that you know wow and so so from that perspective it took forever and it took us like three years to find our place on the other hand we just jumped like i took a leave of absence from from my corporate job and we opened up the bakery and signed a lease and you know, you're not supposed to do that. and You know, you're supposed to go work at another bakery for a while and, and learn through someone else's paying for the mistakes as they say, right. You know, you're better off, you know, learning that way. And, but, but our kids were in, were starting high school or they were in high school then. and, And there were no bakeries in my city that I wanted to work at. There were, there was nobody doing what I was doing. I would have to go 250 kilometers away and uproot everybody to go work for someone else. So that wasn't going to happen. So we, we made the jump.
0: So that kind of beautiful constraint made, made you just say, but it felt like it feels like, you know, listening to you talk, there's, there was a real sort of heart's calling over that. Yeah. You know, your intentions were just making those, those steps forward and then finally boom. Well, that yeah. was scoping it out, you know, while you it, were doing It truly that.
1: was. And, and, you know, and I, and I found some really good friends that own bakeries, you know, in Saskatoon or in Edmonton that would sit me down and say like, are you sure you want to do this? And they were very honest about how hard the life was. Right. And, yeah. and, and that kind of thing, just to make sure that you're, that you're serious you know? Yeah. And so, so, you know, and that added some time to on the timeline where I kind of <laughs> go back and rethink it. Right. But it's like, no, this is what we wanted to do. And it was the best thing we ever did. It was the scariest and best thing we ever did for sure.
0: Gosh. And th- that in itself is a little piece of wisdom for me because, you know, I have this belief that everything you've ever wanted lies just beyond something that's actually a really big fear for you when it first Oh yeah. Up, you know, and you just, if you step towards it, not necessarily, running towards it so you hit the wall just step towards it you know in incremental baby steps try something on and see if it fits
1: yeah well and and as as much as as much as you can intellectually feel this but but it still run from it all the fear yeah all the fear is invented like it really Mm. really is it's Mm. all in your head like the fears that I had like you know I was The Objectively, people liked what I was baking out of my brick oven at home. People liked Cindy and I and wanted to come to a place that we had. And, you know, there were always people saying, you know, why don't you, are you going to open? You know, all of that stuff. And, you know, you're guaranteeing your future self a life of poverty and your kids will never go to a good school and, you know, all of that garbage that you, that keeps you keeps you doing what everyone else is doing, <laughs> you know, that Absolutely. safety and conformity. Right. And, and, you know, the people I've met since um, this idea of quitting your job and and opening up a, a bakery, a traditional bakery is so normal or so it's, it's not as crazy as, as I felt it was at the time. There are people doing weirder things than I'm doing. Absolutely. Right. And, and so, but, but it's all in, it's all, it's all inside of you and so that fear like you mentioned Kat, it never it never goes away till you make the jump
0: yeah. because
1: you will always invent something just out of reach right
0: yeah yeah absolutely so moving on to the reason we're here which is um, i mean yeah. these, these stories all fascinate me but i'm just really keen to hear you know especially people who have put their money where their mouth is in a way and, and, and made some big changes. You know, those stories are really often so compelling. So tell us about an act of simple kindness that stuck with you.
1: Great question. You know, and, and I was, I was thinking hard about this. And I think in general terms, for me, the acts of kindness that I remember are when you are, you when someone is going the extra step to really see the person in front of them or the person that they're talking Mm. with or or interacting with. And, and that's a, that's a kind act, no matter what, you know, the, the idea I have in my mind is just this, you know, in the new city that I'm in, there are, there are an awful, we have a a big homeless problem here. There is a lot of homeless Mm. people because, um, not the biggest in Canada, but because the climate's so nice, it's, quite large. And and now with the pandemic, the number of shelter spaces are even less. And so there's more folks out on the street and stuff. And and you can ignore them, or you can do a little bit to help them. But the hardest thing that I find is is actually looking someone in the eye and yeah. saying, how are you doing? Are you okay? What do you need kind of a thing? And, and it's not something that I can do <laughs> very well. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, my wife, Cindy does, I'm not going to say she, she finds easy because she doesn't find it easy, but, but she insists on doing that. And so I, I am always, uh, I'm always very impressed and proud and, and jealous at the same time that she has the, whatever it is that she can push through and and do that and, you know, get down low and look someone in the eye and see how you're doing and what do you really need and,
0: and yeah. see how we can
1: help. And I, and I know we were talking about the bakery before and it's like, you can do that at the bakery as well. Like I'm seeing it now in this extreme case, but you know, an upset customer or, or someone that's, that's at making a special request and you know that they're it's really nervous, but it's something that's really important to them yeah. to actually like take the time and look them in the eye and don't, you know, and not just pull up the old excuses of why you can't do this thing and just sort of sit down and, say, okay, you know, what is, what's really going on here? What is really, you know, how can I, how can I help? How can I fix it depending on the, on the scenario? And so, you know, at the, and it's funny at the bakery, like we did that a lot where, you know, people would come in with a wedding idea, you know, and it's like, here's this thing that I saw. Can you make this? And we didn't do weddings <laughs> and, we sure, and we sure as heck didn't do cakes, but you know, you want, 250 whoopie pies delivered to the venue we did that once, you know, we did a lot of things once. Cause it was like, here's a person in front of you and they yeah. really, really would like this thing and, and they think you can do it. And so why not give it a try? Right. And so, you know, yeah. so I don't know. The, Meeting
0: people where they are, that yeah. of sense
1: of really, really helping people feel it, seen. It, it yeah. really is. And, and you can, I think it's so easy to, to take a little step in that direction you know, mm. but it's, it's very, very difficult to, to go all the way. Right. Because it's, because it's, yeah it's risky. You can, you're going to give up something of yourself like it on, on the street. You know, it's not, it's more than just money. You know, you, you know, we're, you're going to go buy lunch for someone. It takes time and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And at the bakery, it's like, you know, we had a couple disasters where it's like, I've never made little dead dough flowers for a loaf of bread before for a wedding thing, but I'm going to give it a go. And <laughs> you know, when the mother-in-law is not happy, yeah, <laughs> you put yourself yeah. out there. Yeah. The you... mother-in-law had a completely different picture, but you you're kind of sticking it out there. Right. And gi- giving it a try. And, and that's, and so that's, yeah, that, that's kind that of how connection. kindness
0: works. Yeah. It does yeah. connect you. It really does connect you. you. It, know, really, just... it
1: really is. It, it, it acts a kindness like that for, for me are the ones where you've just made a, a deeper connection with someone for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: And what I like to do, I mean, back to your, your story about helping people on the street is actually notice that it is actually helping you. So if you go and buy somebody lunch yeah. and hand it over, you know, it, especially if you do take some time to say, "Here, I really wanted to make sure yeah. you feel that people do care, yeah. and yeah. we can't we can't necessarily solve all of those problems, but here's some warm soup." And you know, what happens well, in it, your heart is yeah. is often huge.
1: And and that's the and that's the thing, because you you solve problems, or I I solve problems one on one. Right. Like I, think like that's mm. my, that's, that's the thing where I find I'm the most effective. Right. And so, so you can say, okay, but you know, if I help this person out, what half a block down, there's someone else and you yeah. can't help everybody. it's so don't help anybody. Right. <laughs> or, or the thing of, you know, this person that's in front of you, there are a lot of reasons that this person's in the position that they're in. And, and, you mm. know, uh, from, mm. from bad upbringing to, Mistakes made in life, perhaps, to lack of support from society, like you can
0: yeah
1: and and yeah the the right thing to do might be to at a at a federal government level change some rules right and 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 provide some funding or whatever, but in this moment, it's me and the other person right and so yeah and and so for me it's i don't know it just I am most nervous on the one-on-one. And so I kind of, it's like, we were talking about those little boundaries, you know, and so like pushing through that seems like the right thing to do.
0: Absolutely. And I think if, if, if everybody just made a few more gestures like that, how many people's lives would be impacted and how simple those gestures can be to have a huge impact. Well, yeah. And it, and it, and it,
1: it doesn't have to pay back, but it does pay back. Like when you run a generous bakery like our our bakery was and i i i truly believe that by you know it was the spirit of the place good things come to you as well right you know mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. it's not reciprocity but it it happens this this is a this is a place where you know people are kind to each other it's it goes in all directions for sure
0: yeah yeah you know? Definitely, definitely, and that's what I was talking about. That sort of, if you notice, even if it's just because your own heart opens a little bit, that yeah. that makes you feel better. You know, it's yeah. it make, makes your day as well. So yeah. it's huge. Yeah.
1: We we got so many Christmas gifts and stuff from our customers. <laughs> it was funny. It was like you know, we used to joke we were the only the only bakery we knew of where everybody was bringing us baking <laughs> 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 because they would. There's like, oh, here's my special Christmas cookies or you know, wow. or a bottle of wine or whatever. At Christmas time was the best thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's and it's so true that the, that those little acts of kindness they don't necessarily come straight back directly from the person that you helped, yeah. but there's a just a sort of currency that yeah. you know you change. They, they, you bet. You're, yeah.
1: you're you're cultivating a garden, kind of a thing, right? Like, it's, here's the space, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah,
1: where where good things can happen.
0: Absolutely. So so moving on, the reason I always bring challenges, it always, always seems a bit mm-hmm. to to have gone from all that warmth and kindness to sort of the more negative, the flip side, if you like, the, the problems and the challenges. But it's really to show that they can be two sides of the same coin. That often kindness can be the solution to. Some of the problems you face, but what's your story around a challenge that you've overcome?
1: <laughs> well, now that I think about it, maybe they are related. I, the, for me, the the challenges for me are all have always been around money, and and mm. I, and but but not so much the the lack of money, but the story that it, I tell myself about money, yeah. and it's it's the probably the biggest challenge that I've worked on my whole life, you know, um, I was, when I was a kid, you know, my grandmother was very strong influence on me and she grew up during the, the depression, right. Um, you know, uh, immigrant from Romania settles in, uh, Saskatchewan as, you know, farming community. And, and we used to always joke, they got the bad land, you know, they didn't get the good land because they, they came in the, you know, 1913 or whatever. Uh, all the good land was already gone. They went South, you know, and tried mm-hmm. to farm grain, but, and, and did, but for her, it was always one of scarcity, scarcity all the time. Right. And so, yeah. you know, my whole upbringing was like, you, you need to get a safe job, you know, get a pension, get direct deposit and that kind of stuff, and, you know, cause you need the money. Cause one day you might not have it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and stories about, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, my dad had a falling out with his younger brother over, you know, a loan that didn't get repaid. You know, and 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 they didn't speak for decades, right? Like years and years and years, over over this this money. So so there are all these negative stories about about money, and and that's that. So the challenge for me is like is never feeling you have enough, never feeling you're safe. Like mm. not you know not enough from a greedy perspective. Got to get more. Got to get more. But this it's like if I make a choice. That doesn't pay me more money. I am letting myself down. I'm letting my family down. Right. Um, my, my kids' future. All of all of that, right? And so, and and so it's been a challenge in in my work. You know, say, saying yes to a a special order at the bakery when you want to do it and you want to make the person happy. Uh, and you know, the number of hours you put in mean like, you're going to get like a dollar an hour for your work. Mm-hmm. Cause you're going to charge them 30 bucks for something that takes you a day and a half. Right. But, but giving yourself permission to go do that yeah. is, is, is hard, but it's useful. <laughs> you know, like, like I got, and I'll, I'll share the story and because it happened just last week. I met a new friend in Victoria here. She's got a cafe. And she put in a brand new pizza oven and doesn't know how to to do it, right? Or how to fire it up and how to use it. But she always wanted one, so she got it. And and I went into her shop for the first time and saw this oven. It was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. You know, look, let's do that. And and when she learned that I've done this kind of thing before, it was like, yeah, can you give me a hand? And what is your fee was the, was the question. And it was like, fee? You know, so the whole walk home, I'm like tying myself up in knots about like, well, what should my fee be? I'm pretty good at this. I should charge a lot, you know, it's like, and then at the end, I said, I just wanted to help her, you know, so give yeah. yourself permission to just say, yeah, how about, you know, when I come and help you out for a couple evenings, like, can you make me a coffee? Can we, can I have a, you know, like, like, just, we'll just go do this and we'll share some stories and it's okay. And so, but that's a, you know, I don't want to downplay how big of a challenge that is when you're brought up or your, your life experience is in a different direction when, when you, you know, you have to put a dollar value on everything. And it's been one that it's taken a long time to break, to realize that you can be, you know, for me personally, I can be an awful lot happier when I'm not spending all my time generating cash, you know?
0: Yeah. And for me, that sounds like it's, it's about your values which you know your grandmother's values will have been very different because she was a first generation immigrant and you know yep. it, was, it was a really huge journey to get across to the US and there was scarcity you know there was this mm-hmm. real wolf at the door feeling and just understanding that yeah it's about it's about connecting with your own values and your own story around money and how and i think if you if you if you adopt too many other people's views that's when things can start to sort of sit wrong for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. F- absolutely. You know, and, and you know, learn that again, you know, through the bakery. And then the, when, after we closed the retail bakery and I reinvented my, my baking self, every, every reinvention, uh, brought in less money, but, uh, actually made me happier. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay. So, but it, it, you know, and I'm still learning that lesson every day. It's, it's still a challenge to say, yeah. well, you know, I paid, uh, we're making rent, you know, we're buying food. I've, I've got, you know, a fall shirt. It's good. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. you don't, and it's
0: this, uh, but you have such capacity, you know, you're a tech genius, you've got all of this background, you've got so many skills. If for some reason you decide now I need to sort of change that yes. reframe and, you know, I'm going to, I, I want to save up for this thing, then that's also possible. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And and that's, you know, and that's, that's what we're kind of trying to teach our kids now, right? That's yeah. the, the next generation, you know, like my, my daughter's over, near near you now in the UK and and is not making a lot right yeah you know, and is yeah. like okay how a do I pay rent the UK. yeah, yeah. how do I hard. pay rent in Ramsgate and you know everything's in yeah. pounds and there's not a lot of them and and stuff and so she's learning but she's also learning she's learning a different lesson right she's learning like you know I'm a teacher I can keep teaching I will always be able to teach someone inside the school or without so yeah I'm going to avoid debt at all costs but I'm 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 not go I'm going to enjoy the time that I'm here and not worry as much as I did when I was 23 about yeah. retiring, you know, <laughs> like yeah. we'll get, we'll get there, you know?
0: Yeah. It's this magical moment where I retire and I could be happy. Yeah. Why yeah. don't we invest in being happy now? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Do that, do that thing now, you know, and you know, it's just- you know, she's not allowed to go anywhere because of COVID, but Hey, <laughs> but it's like the the plan was, you know, if you're over there, see more of the country, right? Yeah, but yeah. It'll come.
0: Yeah. Take some time. And, and yeah, that, that sense of live for the moment because well, there is no guarantee. And I think COVID has put that into sharp perspective. Yeah.
1: So well, and, and you know, and I think anybody that's, that's listening, that's able to listen to this podcast is doing okay. That's that, mm. maybe that's the way I'm thinking of it now, right? Like, yeah. I can't, you know i'm not denying that there are folks that are in a rough shape and I, and and the more i the more i think on this and the more i read on this and and interact with people there are more folks that are in a rough spot now and that are really living day to day and I, and mm-hmm. i don't want to discount that experience at all i'm talking but i am saying like if, if you know if you're able to listen to the podcast on your choice of devices, you know, you're doing all right. (laughs) You know, it's like, and so, 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 you know, like, and what I learned is like, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can do all those things. So let's just enjoy the thing that's really important to me, which is, is doing interesting things with people.
0: Being curious. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't help feeling with you, Mark, that you're making deposits into this huge bank account in the sky in terms of you know people who will just within these communities that you're you you create these ripple effects within all the communities that you generate and that well that, that goodness will come back to you
1: yeah and the the joy for me is 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 meeting interesting folks you know you know like you and so then when i meet someone else down you know in a couple of weeks it'll be like hey you should really meet Kat. she's awesome you know <laughs> I, you know i think you would have a lot in common and i like I really, really enjoy being that type of person.
0: Yeah, yeah, putting those connections. Into yeah, play. yeah, for yeah. sure. And you do it really well. So I know that you're very um, tuned into music. One of the things we do as a coach team in the in the Story Schools Workshop is we always have a, a playlist that we can yeah. listen to while we're busy sort of reading posts and commenting. So I'm really intrigued to hear. You know, for me, music is such a universal language, and what I love about that playlist is. It's added to each time new new coaches join and they always bring new things to it. And it's such an exploration in different music styles. Right. So what's the um what's the musical memory that you wanted to bring along? My pick. Oh.
1: Well, this one, this one's actually pretty easy because uh uh there's a song, there's a Van Morrison song. It's it's an old one from and it's called Sweet Thing that to me just it's some for me it's all about a mood and in the mood there is just this one of just calm relaxed joy you know and 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 i'm terrible i'm terrible with lyrics so if you know someone's going to listen to this and say well that song is actually about death (laughs) or something but (laughs) but to me (laughs) to me the song it's a love song uh between him and and his significant someone and it's he paints a picture of you and I are just going to be walking in these fields and the sun is going to be shining and it's going to be just lovely. And so for me, that is, that is the, the place I am always trying to reach is this, that relaxed contentment and joy because we're together and the world is beautiful and, and that's it. And so so it's it's a it's a flight of fancy for me, but it's but it's been a song I've been listening to literally thirty years. You know, oh, um, it's been when you know I remember two two days before Cindy and I got married, I was I was playing it, and thinking about this is this is our song. Although I don't necessarily listen to it with her, <laughs> but you know we do. But it's not like I don't. Hey, hey, honey, this is our song. But for yeah, me, it is. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. It, it just kind of captures that,
1: that optimism. Yeah.
0: Phenomenal. Yeah, so that's
1: that's the one I'll recommend.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. That's uh, yeah, and it's gonna. What what I love about the creating a playlist to go alongside this yeah. podcast is that it will these pieces these these uh, songs will take me as I listen to those playlists. Yeah. to the person who recommended them.
1: Well, yeah. Well, and the interesting thing when I was thinking about it is just because I listen to a lot of you know protest songs or or songs about songs that get me revved up mm-hmm. and songs that get me wanting to, you know, make change and that kind of thing. And then I keep on always going back to this one because yeah. really this is the real thing that I want. You know, I, I, I want it for everybody. So I'll get revved up and we'll make change, but it's like really, you know, my hope is that, yeah, it's just be like that.
0: So we can get to this calm space with yeah. your sweet song. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. And <laughs> then finally, I always like to wrap up with just that one. If you could just say one thing that you would say maybe to a younger version of yourself. Yeah. Just that little nugget of wisdom that. Sure. You to take away.
1: Sure. And that's a clear one for me is, is it's all invented. You know, it it really is. Whatever is happening to you, younger Mark, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is your invention, your decision. And, right. so, and so what's important to you, your decision, how you're going to respond to something or react to something is your decision. You get to choose all of that stuff. And, and the more I've, you know, and you know, as well, like that's that phrase, that I learned it through this book called the art of possibility. And you, mm. I know, you know, that book, Yeah. but it just grabbed me. It's like page one, title one, it's all invented. And it's like, you know, sparks went off for me when I read that because it's, it's true. And the more I think about it, I start, I keep pushing myself even further, even talking about the challenges, um, around, you know, stories around money or whatever. Yeah. It's all invented. It's like, what, write that story for yourself, you know? And, and I, again, I I do think that's, a uh, an important lesson that I wished I had learned earlier.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I hope that anyone listening to this can, yeah, go and read the art of possibility because it's a brilliant book, but also just, take that very simple sentence just as a reminder sometimes when you're really struggling with something, it is all invented. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure to to really dig into those stories. What I love about once you've told stories together, there is a sort of, yeah, there's there's always some insight. There's always something you learn about even people you know quite well. It's hilarious. Mm. You know, you sort of go, I did not know that. Yeah, really, really bet. funny.
1: Well, I'm really glad you're doing this. And uh I'm 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 excited for you as well because uh Thank I love I love I the I, I love your take on things more than my own. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> so, so I can't wait to hear more.
0: <laughs> That's very kind of you, very kind of you. Now anyone who's been listening to this and they want to know more about the Right Company, the Stories yeah. Cast Workshop where should people go to find you
1: good gravy that's a good question um you know i try and keep my my website it's markdick.co uh so markdyck.co that's that's where i try and put everything that i'm working on and Perfect. talk about the right company the podcast all of that stuff
0: super super so yeah we'll put links to that in the show notes and uh yeah even write a
1: bit myself from time to time Uh, i can (laughs) i can
0: wholeheartedly recommend i've i've seen so many people say i'm really getting into your newsletter now it's taken on a whole new life of its own so yeah Yeah. fantastic awesome thanks so much for joining us and yeah we'll be keeping up with what's going on next in in your your world
1: right on thanks kat
0: Wasn't that just an amazing conversation? Mark must be one of the kindest people on the planet. And if you're at all interested in baking bread, which I know a lot of people have been experimenting with over lockdown, then I can highly recommend his podcast, Rise Up, which is all about bread baking techniques, interviews with master bakers, and all the good stuff about bread. You can find a link for that podcast in the show notes which reminds me, I had a question from a listener who said she felt quite, quite silly because she couldn't find the show notes. And actually, it's actually me that should feel quite silly. And just so you know, no question is ever too small to ask. In fact, when you ask a question... Often you're helping other people who are thinking just the same thing, but perhaps don't want to ask. So for anyone who is interested in finding anything out about any of the guests after each episode, this podcast, Collective Wisdom, has its own website, which can be found at www.collectivewisdom.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, And if you go to that website, you'll see lists of all the episodes and underneath, beneath each episode, you can click on the link and there's what's called the show notes, which contains any links to books that we might have referenced. If my guest has a website of their own or a podcast of their own, there'll be a link to that there. And actually, Mark is the head coach, along with Bernadette Dewar, of the Story Skills Workshop. The next round of that starts in a couple of weeks now on March the 23rd, but you can sign up anytime before that. It's one of the best workshops on the internet if you want to get better at telling stories, telling your own story, perhaps telling stories. For your business, the backstory of your business. And it's been proven time and time again that we really do connect through stories. If you want to connect on an emotional level with someone, then telling better stories is the best way to do that. I'm so grateful to Seth and Bernadette and Mark and all the generous folks over at Akimbo who have given me a code It's also linked in the show notes. So if you're at all interested in signing up for this workshop, then go to the show notes, use the link, and you'll get a 50% discount on the regular book price for the workshop. It's a 30-day workshop. You'll be interacting with other people. You'll build the practice of telling better stories, writing things down. And it's true to say that without that workshop, I've been part of the workshop. I've actually been a student. I've coached the workshop. But without that workshop, I wouldn't be here today because it not only did it inspire me, but it also helped me to realize the power of storytelling. And that's really all we're doing on this podcast. So I can't recommend it enough. And if you're at all interested, head over to those show notes. You can also find show notes beneath each episode on the Apple podcast list or Google podcasts or on Spotify. And that link will be live until March the 23rd when the the next round kicks off. Thanks so much for joining me